0: Two scripture lessons for today. The first one is from Isaiah chapter 40, beginning with verse three. A voice cries, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The gospel lesson is from Mark chapter 13, beginning with verse 32. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the sun, but only the father be on guard. Keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake, therefore stay awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep, and what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Waiting is probably one of the hardest things that you and I ever do. I think that an obstetrician is probably the only person in the world that actually believes that a baby comes in nine months plus or minus two weeks. A grandmother waiting for her first grandchild or an expectant mother in the last month, it seems like an eternity. Or sitting in a hospital waiting room when a loved one is, uh, is in surgery, the moments seem to go by with all of the speed of an eon. And for a congregation waiting for a permanent pastor, <laughs> seems like never. And for a child eagerly awaiting Christmas, the word is always not yet, How long did people wait for the first Christmas? Well, I guess it depends really on your starting point. If you start from the third chapter of Genesis, when God first intimated that uh, he had a different idea rather than punishing us for our sins. If you count from there, I don't know. But if you you start your count from when God made a promise to Abraham and told him that not only would he have a a descendant and land, but through his descendants, all the nations of the world would be blessed. Then people waited for about 2,000 years for Christmas to come and that's a long time. As uh, the time got closer, the the pointers got more specific. But God had, had one word for us. It's the same word that we speak to the kids. Not yet, not yet, it's not time yet. All the pieces aren't in place. And then suddenly they were. The Romans formed an empire. They built a network of roads, primarily so that they could move their legions to uh, whatever rising point of danger there was. The Mediterranean became mare nostrum, our sea, and uh, ships could travel from port to port. without any danger, without any problem, carrying trade from one part of the known world to another. There was a common language, Koine Greek. I guess it was the cobalt of their day. It was a business language. And it provided opportunity for people to communicate from the far east side of the Mediterranean all the way to the far west side of the, of the Mediterranean and beyond. All the pieces were in place to proclaim the birth of the infant Christ child, this child born in Bethlehem. And so Christmas happened just like that was everybody eagerly awaiting Christmas were they were they waiting with bated breath for God to to act some were most weren't some of them were in fact uh, waiting for the day of the Lord some of them were waiting for the promised Messiah. But you know, even the ones that were waiting for the promised Messiah really didn't have a grasp of what it was really all about. What they were looking for was a, a Davidic king, a prince that was going to, to arrive and restore the kingdom of Israel to all of its glory. Even, even the disciples of the Lord, thought that the purpose of the coming Messiah was to to drive out the hated Romans and, uh, and recapture some of the land that had been lost to establish a kingdom, a kingdom of God. Interestingly, the focus, the point of all of this expectation was a little bitty baby and I've got a sneaking suspicion that some people said, that's it? I mean, that's the best you can do, God? That's it. A baby born, not in a palace, a baby born in an animal enclosure, right square in the middle of all of the flies and droppings, behind the inn, in the little town of Bethlehem, that's it. And in that tiny baby's hands were the fate of the entire world. The gospel lesson for today tells us to watch and to wait, to be alert. Christmas is coming, guarantee it, Christmas is coming. Some of us are joyously anticipating that, we know it. Wait and watch for Christmas, yeah. We want to wait and watch for Christmas to come into our hearts, to come to us, because that's what Christmas is all about when you come right down to it. Told the people in the first service this morning, Jesus is not the reason for the season. And got a few shocked uh, expressions, we, or this season, the reason for this season. Jesus came into this world for us, for our sake. He came to us. Christmas is personal. Jesus came to give us salvation, to give us forgiveness, to bring us hope. That's what we're looking for. But as soon as we take Christmas seriously, as soon as we understand that Christmas really is for us, then once again, we are thrown into a situation of watching and waiting. Because the same Jesus that came at that first Christmas has promised that he is going to come again. And the interesting thing is, people have expended a tremendous amount of energy in trying to determine exactly the precise date that Jesus is going to appear. Some of them have uh, worked from the the weeks in the book of Daniel. Some of them have uh, plotted out uh, the events in the book of, of Revelation, some of them have found obscure passages that seem to point to the present or the future uh, in various places in the Bible. You can go to the internet and you can find a plethora of speculations about the end time. And somehow or another, every single one of them seems to have overlooked. One critical passage in Holy Scripture, the passage that we read just a few moments ago is our gospel lesson. Of that day and of that hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, not even the Son himself, but the Father. So. When is Jesus going to come and uh, blow the whistle, get everybody out of the pool? Beats me? I really, truly don't know. But he is coming. Interestingly enough, uh, followed by the name of Gerard, who uh, was a, a humor writer said that when he started his career as a journalist, his editor assigned him to compose a front page article for the return of Jesus Christ so that it would be ready whenever Jesus returned. They could slap it on the paper and go. Why the editor thought that Jesus was going to pick this little bitty town in the middle of Georgia as the site of his return. I haven't got the slightest idea, but let me tell you, he was gonna be ready. You know, when you come right down to it, maybe that's a smart thing to do. Maybe you and I ought to be doing that. We ought to be ready for the return of Jesus Christ. We ought to live every moment as if the return of our Lord is imminent. That's important. You know, maybe God is, re- is uh, delaying that return for a reason. Maybe God is waiting to give the people of this earth ample time to turn to him and you know even more interesting maybe God is giving you and me ample time to tell them about that first Christmas and what God has already done for each one of us maybe the title of this sermon ought to be not just wait and and to watch maybe it ought to be Wait and watch and work. Wouldn't it be interesting if God is waiting on us? What if God is waiting on us to do our thing? Just like he waited on the Romans and the Greeks to do their thing before Jesus came the first time around. Maybe God is still waiting on us to do it, to do our thing, to proclaim the grace of that first Christmas. God has called us, he has made us his own. And let me tell you, Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming for you, and for me, and Christmas is a story of God's breaking in to our world. It's not just a story about a distracted young woman and a worried father. It's not just a story about angels and shepherds. It's a story about God breaking into our personal world. Christmas is coming for you. Christmas is coming for me. And God is coming to us.